Input. Output. Hi, this is Input Output, and I'm your host, Mark Yarm. Today on the Input Output podcast, we've got two stories about whimsical technology out of Japan. Marina Fujiwara is a 20-something Japanese artist best known for her useless inventions. Her seemingly pointless projects, like a contraption that attaches to the top of your laptop and slaps your face with a wad of money, interrogate our relationships with objects, the internet, and ourselves. InputMag.com news editor Craig Wilson recently wrote about Fujiwara. Here he is reading an excerpt from his piece. Our favorite of Fujiwara's many creations, though, is one of the simplest, but also the cruelest. A pair of sandals with built-in Lego. Or, as Fujiwara describes them, it is a sandal that can feel that pain on a daily basis. If that's not the perfect product for 2020, with the perfect tagline, we don't know what is. Thanks for joining me again, Craig. Mark, thanks for having me. So what brought Marina Fujiwara's... I guess what we'll call art to your attention. I guess calling it art is, art is the right thing, yeah. This is one of those where I wish I could remember how I found it, but I stumbled upon it on the internet one day, probably when I was meant to be doing other things, and was just absolutely intrigued and enthralled by the peculiar projects that this Japanese artist has spent her time making and been generous enough to share with the rest of us on the internet. Besides the Lego shoes, which sound incredibly painful, what other uh, projects has she done that you really like? Well, so the very first one that sort of drew me in is called A Machine That Hangs With a Wad of Money. But she also refers to it in other spots as the Motivation Machine Easy Type. And essentially it's a small laptop with a clip-on attachment that waves a wad of banknotes against your face and sort of brushes them from cheek to cheek. Now, aside from the hygienic concerns of rubbing uh, money against your face, I just love this idea of being motivated so clearly and literally and and matter-of-factly. She says, too, that she came up with it because she had a looming deadline for something she wanted to write. And, you know, I think any of us who write for a living can appreciate that sometimes you, you just can't wait for the muse to strike because you have a deadline and also you have bills to pay. And I just thought that was a a really, really great way of that concept made physical and and tangible. And of course, it also is just hilarious to look at this video of someone voluntarily sort of slapping themselves in the face with a wad of banknotes. Yeah, I'm watching the video as we speak and it's, it's very hypnotic. I find a lot of her best stuff is like that. There are these, you know, they work incredibly well as loops and so on. You know, there are things where she puts gloves on her head, uh, sort of hands that wave back and forth in, in greeting. And there's another that I, I really adored where it's literally just two cups and a piece of string, you know, like I guess most of us did as children as a sort of basic telephone and you could whisper secrets to one another. Except in Fujiwara's hands, she wears it like a headset with the one cup over her mouth and the other over her ear so that she's literally talking to herself. And, you know, I thought these sorts of things, too, are just such an interesting comment on our experiences of perhaps the Internet and of social media and you know, maybe of the stuff that she's putting on YouTube, too. So what other artists inhabit this strange corner of the Internet that Fujiwara exists in? 
I guess the most famous example that leaps to mind is Simone Yetz, who's a Swedish creator who's become really famous on YouTube for what she calls her crappy robots. Welcome back, everybody. My next guest tonight is a Swedish inventor and YouTube star best known for making robots that are really good at not doing what they're meant to. Please welcome Simone Yetz. Simone, thanks so much for being here. And these are sort of machines that do a job but tend to do it very poorly. One of the most famous ones involves an artificial arm that's meant to apply lipstick, but instead of applying lipstick, it just smears it all over her face. And yeah, I think there's a, at least for me, there's a fascination with these maker-style projects that that just don't work. And they're sort of incredibly humanizing, I think, when so much of what we see out there and so much of what we've shown on the internet and from social media and from creators is meant to look authentic, but you know is actually edited and constructed to within an inch of its life. And I guess what draws me to this is how fantastically real they are in their errors, you know, that there are these things that this time has been spent on that are just kind of terrible. And I feel like that is a lot more relatable for those of us who don't make our living from social media and those of us who have to contend with the awkward messiness of real life. You can follow Craig on Twitter at Craig Wilson. Now on to today's second story. Do you have Tamagotchi fever? Tamagotchi On is an update of the 90s digital toy that requires you to take care of a virtual pet. It's also the perfect antidote to the daily hellscape of modern life. So says InputMag.com news editor Cyan McDonald in a recent review of the pocket-sized device. Here she is reading an excerpt from her piece. In retrospect, it should have come as no surprise that the palm-sized, incessantly bleeping children's toy stole my heart. I've built my life around a love for animals and the inexplicable need to always be taking care of something. And there is no companion more demanding than this little plastic egg in the alien universe housed within its pastel pink walls. I'm talking, of course, about a Tamagotchi. Tamagotchi on, to be specific. My Tamagotchi is super cute and caring for them is so much fun. They love to play games, travel the world and make friends. I love to help them grow and even get married. Welcome back to the show, Cheyenne. It's good to be back, Mark. So how does Tamagotchi On differ from the 90s original? Tamagotchi On is super different from the original in a lot of exciting ways. With the first ones that we had in the 90s, you just had really like a handful of pixels on a screen with no color and very basic gameplay. You could feed your Tamagotchi and clean up after it and play a couple of games with the three buttons, but it was it was very basic. With the new devices, there is really a whole universe in there. You can make hybrid characters by marrying them to others, and you make tons of little friends in their little world and visit different locations, and you can get accessories, and even the games are a tiny bit more involved. There's just so much more. The universe has really expanded. In this new version, do the Tamagotchis die as quickly? I remember that being really frustrating back in the day. It's a little bit complicated with these ones because, yeah, like you mentioned, I remember when I had my first Tamagotchi, it was constantly dying. And I was like, why am I so bad at this? 
even when they did the mini reboot recently, it was just like, what's going on? But with the Tamagotchi on, you build generations with these things. So like I mentioned before, you can marry your Tamagotchis to others and you can raise as many generations of children as you want. So at first I would play it and I would leave it for a couple hours, forget about it. And it really would take a while for my Tamagotchi to die. But now that I'm, say, in generation nine and my gameplay has increased, the risk of death has also increased. It's like almost as if they're getting used to you being so attentive. The second you stop being that attentive, they die. And it is wild. You know, it it hurts to see that tombstone <laughs> when these days in full color. You splurged on this this tiny toy. It costs like $60. What makes it worthwhile? I think it's important to say that I am very cheap. I hate to spend money on anything. And I'm really not the type to make just like little decisions to throw away money. So when I got this, it was very much a treat yourself. I never do this. Three words for you. Treat yourself. And I was like, Ugh, I'm, I'm going to be wasting my money. But I mean, I'm like five months in with this thing and I use it all the time. Um, and I've ordered others. You know, there are just so many features that $60 really pays itself off immediately. There's also an app that connects, which I don't think I mentioned earlier. So with the in-device game plus the app, it's so worth it. So there's a new Tamagotchi on title called Wonder Garden coming out. What's that about? This is really exciting because with the Tamagotchi on that is for U.S. and Canadian markets, we tend to get features way after Tamagotchi Meats got them in Japan. So with this new one, it's kind of an Alice in Wonderland theme of characters you might have seen in the Meats version. So we're going to get two new characters and a couple new games and some new destinations, which should be a lot of fun. Of course, there's also the part where we're not getting nearly as many new features and new characters as they had in the Japanese version. We're just getting a tiny facet of that, but it still looks super cute. You can follow Cyan on Twitter at underscore Mac, and I am at Mark Yarm. For more news from the world of technology and culture, visit InputMag.com. You can click on the links in the show notes for the stories we discussed today. New episodes of Input Output are released three times a week. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. You can find Input Output on your smart speaker or whichever podcast app you use. Thanks for listening.